Good morning, class. Good morning. <laughs> Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and welcome to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit gets fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. It's what God made us to be and to have. We're not destined for tragedy and failure and defeat. We are called more than conquerors, overcomers. Hallelujah. He always gives us the victory and causes us to triumph. Those of us who choose to trust him, that's the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. But if you choose not to believe, uh, you limit God's activity in your life. That's not just my thought. The psalmist said, uh, you know, that first generation that, of Israelites that came out of Egyptian bondage, they didn't get to enjoy the promised land. And the psalmist said uh, they turned and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did it through their continual unbelief, their griping, their complaining, their being unthankful, their being defeated and accepting hopelessness. It caused them to wander around in a dry, barren life and place for 40 years until they died early and young. That was not God's perfect will for them. The scripture said in Hebrews that he had ordained you know, before they were born, before the world was, he had ordained for them to go into the promised land. And the next generation after them proved it could be done because they overcame the same giants and walls that the previous generation said could not be overcome. So just because somebody tells you it's impossible doesn't mean it is. <laughs> and just because somebody else didn't overcome it doesn't mean you can't overcome it. Don't let the enemy uh, point somebody, you know, to you, uh, emphasize, maybe it's a relative, maybe it was a friend that some tragedy happened to or some crime or some disease. And the enemy will try, especially if somebody's close to you, he'll try to put the fear of that happening to you on you through association and, and bring it to you and, and, and without realizing it, have a mild dread of that and not want to hear about it, not want to be around it because you actually you're afraid of it. Now you've got, you got to get rid of that fear because the principle of fear is that the thing you fear can come on you. But faith, uh, you know, is, is the way to respond to it. Even though you might be tempted to fear, that's when you need to speak up and stand up on the inside and say, no, no. Somebody said, well, you know, four out of five sometime in their life will have this. Yeah, and one out of five lives a whole life and never has it. Somebody's got to be that one. Is that right? Somebody's got to be those three out of ten or, or whatever they are. Uh, you don't live by statistics. You live by your faith, right? And you don't know what other people are doing and not doing and their choices. There's a whole lot you don't know about their life. But you do know this. If you'll trust God, he's able to keep you. He is able to keep you. He that dwells under the secret place of the Most High, he will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And that's a safe, safe place. Safe place. Hallelujah. 
The rest of that psalm goes on to say that, you know, the arrow that, that flies won't get you. The plague won't get you. This won't get you. That won't get you. Until by the end it says, with long life, he'll satisfy me and show me his salvation. What does that mean? How'd you live so long? Arrow didn't get me. Plague didn't get me. Come on, can you see that? Pestilence didn't get me. He said, a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at the other, but it won't come near me. Wow. A lot of folks wouldn't dare talk that way, which is why they're not protected like that. <laughs> so go ahead and be bold and say what the word says about you. Say it out loud. He keeps me. He protects me. It'll not come near me. With long life, he'll satisfy me and show me how he can save. <laughs> Hallelujah. How he can save you from all those other things. Well, uh, we saved your seat again. Come right on into the front. And let's pray and release faith for what the Lord would speak and feed our spirits today. Father, in Jesus' name, we all agree, all the class, all over the world, ask for utterance and anointing and grace and help. Answers, just what we need right now. And we thank you in advance for being stronger at the end of this class than we are right now, for seeing things through your eyes and walking in the victory that is the overcoming faith and pleasing you by it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look in Hebrews, if you would, again, the 10th chapter. Hebrews 10 and uh, 38. He said, now the just to live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. I won't be pleased with him. But we're not of them that draw back unto perdition or destruction, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Pulling back, drawing back, laying down, quitting, giving up, ends in destruction. And that displeases God. Uh, I said that that way because it's not just that lack of faith displeases God. That does. But why? Why does lack of faith displease God? Luke 12, the Lord said, uh, uh, you know, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all, those, all the natural things would be added to you. He went on to say, uh, it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, good pleasure is another way of saying it pleases him well. So he's not pleased when we don't have faith because he's not able to give us <laughs> everything he wants us to have. We're not enjoying the victories that he wants us to be enjoying. He's a father, the father, the greatest father. And a good father, a good mother, a good parent is not going to be happy when their child is in lack and want and need and pain. And he's, the parent, has all the ability to fix all that. Right? And yet the child is still suffering, still doing without. That displeases the father. Why does lack of faith displease him? Because faith is how he's able to do it. Faith gives him access. Notice with me um, 
go over to the book of uh, Romans, the fifth chapter, and notice this. Romans 5 and 1, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith. Now, justified is that's a King James word, but um, made just, made right. We're not right with God because of our performance. We're right with God because of our faith. Our faith is what makes us right with God. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have what? Access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Did you know, have you read, that we have been given all things that pertain unto life and godliness? That we have already been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The Lord has given us His peace already. He's given us uh, His righteousness He's already bought and paid for healing. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. Has he done all these things? When he said, it is finished, nothing else needs to be bought, needs to be paid for. And when he rose triumphant over death, hell, and the grave, nothing else needs to be done to save us, to deliver us, to heal us. Begging God to heal us is a wrong thing to do. Begging God to meet our needs is a wrong thing to do. You know, there's, there's two prayers God can't answer. And millions of church-going people are praying them. Two prayers God cannot answer. One, God cannot do what He's already done. You're asking him to do what he's already done. He's not going to redo redemption. Right? Jesus does not have to go back to the cross again. Back to the scourging cross, scourging post again for you. Because you're slow to believe. <laughs> right? And the Lord cannot do what he told you to do. If you're asking him to do something that he told you to do, he can't answer that prayer. He has already bought it. He has already paid for it. And all of this could be summed up in the great big word, grace. Grace, the word grace uh, means gift. And everything that God has done for us is in the form of a gift. We didn't earn any of it. We didn't merit, deserve any of it. All of it's a free gift. You're saved, Ephesians says, by grace, through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. That's why the word grace is used. By grace, it's a gift, but that's not the end. You're not just saved by grace. How did you, how did the grace of salvation manifest in your life? Through 
faith. Everybody say through faith. faith. It's not just grace. There'd be nothing for faith to receive if it wasn't for grace. But all that grace has given, faith can receive. Faith must receive. Look at this verse again, verse 2. By whom also we have what? Access. Access into what? Into this grace. When you say grace, you said a big word. Everything. What is great? The grace of God toward us. It's everything God has so graciously given us. Everything. But to access it takes faith. Just because it's been given doesn't mean it's been received. And God's grace is so great and His goodness so good that many people think it's too good to be true. And many have felt like because of my mistakes, I don't deserve it. Well, you don't. (laughs) Get over that. (laughs) If you deserved it, it wouldn't be grace. Well, I, I just don't feel like I've done enough to earn it. You haven't, and you never will. Doesn't mean you can't receive it. We celebrated not too long back uh, Christmas. And uh, uh, we talked about it. We had the little ones. Our little ones ministered to us in the churches. And they portray the, the Christmas story. And they always do such an amazing job. And we talk about how that when it comes time for the little ones, Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, whenever they open their presents. Little ones I'm talking about now. Little ones. You will never see a little one. Standing before their presence going, oh, I'm not worthy. <laughs> I, I, I can't, no, no, that's, that's just too much. That's too much. Know that a little one I'm talking about. You, you have to grow up and learn dumb stuff <laughs> to talk like that and think like that. <laughs> well, it's a gift. Gift, me, by nature of the word, means you don't deserve it. It's got nothing to do with you deserving it or earning it. And so faith is confident, boldness, full, fully persuaded, assurance. They, little ones don't hesitate. In the time it took me to describe this to you, they've already torn all the paper off. They've got it out of the box and been playing with it for the last two minutes. Is that right? No hesitation. Why am I telling you about this? Because Jesus said, unless you change or converted and become like a little child, you won't enter into and you won't receive the things of the kingdom of God. You've got to become childlike, simplistic. The Lord says, I saved you. You go, yay, yay, tear the paper off. I take it. The Lord says, I've healed you. You go, whoo, yes. Grab it. (laughs) Boldly. Receive it. See, all this other stuff is religious junk that the enemy has influenced. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm not worthy. Oh, I don't deserve. Oh, I don't. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. God's not pleased. Can, Can you see just me saying that? What's the tendency? Oh, oh, I can't. Oh, I'm I'm not worthy. What what am I doing? Can you see that? What am I doing? Drawing back. Can you see that? Drawing back. And and, and when people are doing it, oh, I 
I can't, oh, I, oh, I'm not, oh, I can't. And the Bible says, and God looks at you and is so pleased and says, bless their heart. That's what I love about them. They're so, no, that's religious too. God is not pleased. He's not pleased when you pull back, draw back, argue with him about what he said about your righteousness and healing. He's not pleased when our words are stout against him. Let's agree with him. Let's agree with him. Somebody say, I agree with you, Lord. I agree with you, Lord. <laughs> if he says you're righteous, huh? I'm righteous. If he says I'm healed, I'm healed. If he says I'm forgiven, I'm, if he says I'm clean, I'm clean. If he says my name's in the Lamb's book of life, yay. Yay. Is that right? If he says they're working on my mansion right now, he's gone to prepare a place for me. He's coming back to get us. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. They're working on my place today. Working on my place. Well, when you believe truth and light, it gives you joy. It gives you peace. It takes you out of that darkness and that death and that defeatism. Hallelujah. And you become a whole lot more fun to be around. Just so much nicer to be around. By whom also, he said, we, we have access. Somebody say access. Don't you like that word? Access. Uh, see, there are a lot of places you can't get in because you don't have access. You know, in some places, uh, you know, like uh, when you're flying at the airport, you know, they got these special uh, places where you can go rest. They got these premier clubs that you can go and uh, I've, I hadn't been in them too many times but uh, uh, you know first class and you there's a chair you can be instead of just hanging out in the hall with everybody else you know but uh, unless you got access you can't get in there's some special restaurants on the top floor of skyscrapers you know but you can't get up there unless you got access <laughs> well Jesus got you access Amen. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Jesus got us access and he gave it to us. And you know what it says on the access card? F-A-I-T-H. <laughs> huh? When you scan the card in there to get in, what? what's on the card? Faith. Faith is what gets you in. God doesn't play favorites. It's got nothing to do with who your parents were. Where you were born, your education, how you grew up, your background, got nothing to do with any of that. What gives you access? Come on, help me out. Now see, we're still talking about Hebrews 11 because by faith, the elders obtained God's approval. How'd they get access to the miracles they saw? Man, they saw the Red Sea split, right? They saw manna fall out of the sky. They, they saw dead raised to life again. I'm just quoting some of these verses. They saw amazing, amazing things. And we ought to be thinking, how do you get access to that? Yeah. Right? Amen. How do I, how do I get access to miracles and healings like that in my life? This is it. This is it. They got access through their faith. We get access to it through our faith, not through begging. Not through crying, not through self-deprecation, talking ourselves down, how little and nothing we are. 
That's the opposite of what you have to do. Through the boldness and the confidence of a fully persuaded trust in God. Yes, thank Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hmm? You just keep coming to faith school <laughs> until your spirit gets so built up you won't believe any lies. You are, nobody can tell you you can't have it. <laughs> nobody. You just won't believe anybody. Nobody can tell you, oh, that's too much. You'll never have one of them. Oh, that's too much money. Oh, that's too hard. Your, your, your healing's too, too impossible. It'd take a miracle. Just so happens we know somebody right. that, that, that specializes in miracles. Right? But the thing, the key is, the faith gives you the access to heaven's riches. Yes. Access to the fullness of redemption in Christ. Access. So somebody say access. Access means you can get into it. You can have it. You can experience access to being filled with the Holy Spirit. Access to exercising authority in Jesus' name. Access to healing in your body. Access to getting all your bills paid and getting completely out of debt and getting in the best shape you've ever been in. Amen. Access. Amen. We ought to want to know, how do you get in that? <laughs> how do you get in that? We're telling you. The Lord told us long ago. How did Moses get into what he got into? How did Abraham get into it? How did Isaac and Jacob? How did Joseph? How did Elijah? How did? Every one of them in Hebrews 11, the verse starts off with, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, by faith, by faith. And in my life, it's going to be by faith, Keith, <laughs> by faith, Keith. Huh? There's already been a bunch of them. By faith, Keith has been healed. By faith, Keith has had ministry outreach. By faith, Keith has seen miracles. Had victory after victory. And whatever your name is. Bob, Susie, Johnny, Mary. Huh? You need to write your own verse today in faith school. That's what we're doing. This is your assignment. This is your assignment. We got down to, what was it? Verse uh, chapter 11. What's the last verse? Verse 40 or so? Huh? We need to write verse 41. Is that right? Verse 41, by faith, Keith. Huh? Verse 42, by faith, give me a name, give me a name. Huh? By faith, Joel. By faith, Susie. I'm looking for somebody. Are you writing your verse? I'm looking. I'm looking. By faith, Mildred. Odessa. By faith. Huh? By faith what? By faith, you got your miracle. By faith, you got your answer. By faith, you got access into what people dream about, what people hope for, huh? What men call impossible. Because have you read chapter 11? Is there thing after thing that men would say is impossible? That couldn't happen. That couldn't happen. And yet it did. They got access by their faith. The woman with the issue of blood, she got access to the head of the church. She got access to the anointing flowing straight out of him into her. She got access to a pain-free life. 
By what? What gave her access? Hmm? I can get in there. See, I got the card. <laughs> uh, what is it? F-A-I-T-H. I got it. I can get into this with this. By faith. Somebody say, by faith, by faith, by faith. Let me, let me read a couple of these to you. Uh, just in the New Testament. Uh, the Bible said that uh, we already said, by grace you're saved through faith. That's how it starts. Acts 26, 18, don't turn to these, but it says, uh, we get forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith. That's how we get into all the inheritance. Uh, the Bible said in Galatians 3.14, we receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. You've been wanting to get filled with the Spirit? This is how you get it. You, 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 this is how you receive His fullness. Uh, Hebrews 6.12 says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. That includes all the promises God has made to us. You get access to the fulfillment of all of them in your life. 2 Corinthians 1.24 says, uh, By faith you stand. That sure beats falling, doesn't it? By faith. Somebody say, by faith. By faith. I, stand. I stand. The Bible said in Ephesians 3.17 that Christ may dwell in your heart. By faith. How, is Christ dwelling in your heart? How do you get in there? <laughs> How would you get access to that kind of relationship and how did he get access to you? The Bible said in 1 Peter 1.5, we are kept by the power of God, by faith. How do I get access to being kept through my whole life until I've run my whole race and finished my course and leave with joy? By faith. By faith. Our time's up again. Say it again. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. We're strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Praise God. Well, till next time, you do just that, and we'll go up to a higher place. See you soon. Friends, I've sure enjoyed being with you again this week in faith school. Uh, we have a lot of uh, messages and classes prior to this week. So let me encourage you, go online and take advantage of those and catch up with us. And I want to thank our partners, uh, long time and new partners for sowing into this ministry and enabling this broadcast. I want to read a verse to you. Hebrews 6.10 says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his saints in that you've ministered to the saints and do minister. We're getting just a steady stream of good testimonies from faith school and your seed and your prayers and your faith is making it possible. The Lord will not forget this. And if you'd like to become a partner, there's information on your screen. You can get involved too and help send this good word to people all over the world. We love you. We'll see you soon in faith school again. We walk by faith. God is pleased with it.